0: Good morning beautiful people. Um, I spoke yesterday about explaining Revelation 10, 7 Thunder, and I said to give us an idea of what the thunder said. Alright, this morning I received a, a message from a brother who says that he was waiting to hear the message and that I should please do it this morning. So I wanna I want just address it this morning. Let's, let's look at it this morning. Okay, you got your Bible, there with you, or you've already gone out. I want you to swipe your phone to your Bible app, and uh, let's read Revelation 10 together. God bless you. Revelation 10, verse 1, He says, And I saw an almighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as though it was a sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. Verse 2, And he had in his hand a little book, he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot upon the earth, and he cried a loud voice, as when a lion roared, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Verse 4. And when I saw the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal of those saints which the seven thunders uttered, and write them now. It was 5. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his voice, lifted up his hands to heaven, and swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created the heavens and the things therein are, and the earth and the things therein are, and the sea and the things therein, that there should be time no longer. In verse 7, he said, But in this day of the voice of the seventh angel, When he shall begin a sound, the mysteries of God shall be finished, as he had declared to his servants the prophets. Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke again unto me. Right? Yeah, verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me again, and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hands of the angel who standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book, and he said unto me, Take it, and eat it all, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall make thy mouth sweet as honey. Verse 10. And I took the book out of the hands of the angel, and I ate it all, and it was in my mouth as sweet; it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many people nations and thrones and kings. Right. Amen. Okay, yesterday night when I was talking about this, I said to tell us the reason as to why the you know the little book made the mouth of John to be sweet as honey and also made his belly to be bitter. But well, first of all let us start from the seventh thunder. I want to give us an idea of what the seventh thunder said. Now yesterday we we I spoke about the little book. I told us what the little book was. I said the little book was the word from the beginning, not the word like Jesus. No, I know Christ is the word of God, yeah. But the little book was the word from the beginning. The Bible says in the book of John 1, okay? And he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It was with God, and it was God, all right? Now, in Revelation, John said, he had a little book that was open. And as long as this little book was open, I told us the time will continue to go on. You getting this? As long as the little book was open, time will continue to go on. There's a reason why, you know, the one the, the, the one who sat on the throne told John, come, take the little book and eat it. Now, the little book made his mouth sweet because it was the word. It was the word. But he made his belly bitter because John was not, like, how should I put it? John was not, like, see, he was not. Oh, uh, he, he didn't have the, the ability. Let me put it that way. To have taken a book of that nature, they had that, you know, function of his own. There's a reason why he made his belly bitter. Imagine you eating something, and it was sweet in your mouth. The reason why was he was to prophesy. The reason he was to eat it because he was to send a message forward. I explained what the law book was yesterday, so we have a little glimpse of it. So when he ate it, he was to prophesy. If you read. You know, the end part of uh, uh, Revelation, chapter 10, he says, he, he told me, he says, chapter 10, verse 10, he says, And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it off. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I'd eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again. Because the word was now inside of you. He made his belly-beater because his body was not suitable to have taken that magnitude of, you know, holy stuff. Uh, yeah, let me put it that way. There was a reason why he made his belly-beater. But his mouth was fine on to speak, you know, to have spoken these mysteries. Hence, they were recorded. That was why he made his belly beetle and he made his mouth to be as sweet as honey. So when he spoke the word, there was senses in it. Now let's go back to the seventh thunder. I'll come back to the, the little book later. Later on in the podcast. Now, explaining what the seventh thunder was, I started yesterday by giving us a little glimpse of you know what made the, the seventh thunder to speak. I told us, I took us back to the book of Revelation, chapter 9. And I told us that we should read from verse 17, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're starting from verse 17, either 17 or 15, one of those two, now for verse 17, it says, Revelation 9, 17, he says, And I saw, and thus I saw a horse in the vision, and down that sat on them, having breastplate of fire, and of jack and of brimstone, and the head of the horses were as a lion. And out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these there was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by brimstone, which issued out of the mounts. Verse nineteen: For their for their power is in their mouth and in their tail, for their tail was like unto serpents, and their heads. With them, they do hurt. Verse 20. And the rest of men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands. I want you to mark this particular sentence. The men which were not killed by the plagues, repented not. Take something out from that. So there was still chance for them to repent. There was still opportunity for them to change. But they never changed. Now, this brings me back to what I was playing about seeing. I told you there is a deceitfulness in it. They didn't repent because they were deceived by, you know, the enthusiasm of, you know, the f- functioning of the scene. They were, you know, yoked in. They were continuing it and so it would be very nice. So they worked in it. And they continued in it. And they never saw anything wrong with it. So they had to just go with it. All right. Okay. Now, man, this word, like I said, is they never repented. They had an opportunity to repent, but they didn't. Okay. Um, verse twenty. Let's take it for verse twenty, right? And the rest of men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils. And idols of gold, and silver, and brass, and stone, and of wood, which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk. Verse 21. Neither repent a day, neither repent a day of their mothers, nor their sorceries, nor their fornication, nor their thefts. Now, you see, that was the part of the angel, and I done that part. He was talking about a certain vision all right if you remember when we started from verse 17 of the 9 he said and thus i saw a horse in a vision so this particular vision was a different vision john, uh, john revelation 9 was a different vision and in revelation 10 he came up to a preceding vision like the vision was to come out after this one they were all linked together but He saw him part, part. Okay, from chapter 10, 1, he now says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. I want you to make the dances when you read the Bible. Mark the dances. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Another one. Not the old one this time. They are all to do you know, the beatings of what God had in his, in his heart. but They were doing it part, part. Everybody had to do his own part. So he says, now I saw another angel come down from heaven. Another mighty angel come down from heaven. He says, cloaked with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. In his face was as though there were the sun. In his feet, pillars of fire. Okay. And he had in his hand a little book open. His face was though it were the sun. So this angel was the one responsible for keeping the book. Now the the you know the holiness or the supremacy of the book in his hand make him to have you know a distinguished character. His face was as though it were the sun. And his feet were as a pillar of fire. Pillars of fire. So the book in his hand can give us a glimpse of, you know, the the character of the the angel can give us a glimpse of what the book was. Right? Okay. Now, verse verse 3. He says, And cried with a loud voice. And as when a lion roared. He cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders, all that their voices. I want you to understand what the seven thunders were. Right? These seven thunders were the fullness of the power of God, the fullness of his sovereignty. If, you, if you're a with the book of Revelation, you know, when John was giving us a, you know, an illustration of what he saw in the Re- book of Revelation chapter 5, he says, uh, and I saw someone, I saw him sitting on the throne. He that sat upon the throne had in his hand a scroll that had writings on both sides and he was sealed with seven seals. Matt, the seven seals were the fullness of the God kind, the fullness of God kind. It was sealed with seven seals, and he had writings on both sides. And then he said, then he saw a mighty angel, Revelation 5, and he saw a mighty angel pronounced with a loud voice, he said, who is it who is either worthy to take the scroll out of the hands of him who sat upon the throne and opened and break the seal thereof, or to look onto what is written on the scroll? I want you to understand this. God said there was none that was found worthy in heaven, and none was found worthy on earth, and even under the earth there was none found worthy. And, you know, immediately John said, and he wept. He began to weep. Why was it that nobody was worthy in heaven and on earth and even on earth to, you know, break the seals of the, the scroll and also to look there on, on the scroll and to, you know, read the writings on the scroll or to take the writing out of the hands of him who sat upon the throne? The reason is simple. There was none in heaven that had the fullness of the god kind and there was none on earth that had the fullness of the god kind you know what let us go down to the book of revelation chapter five so because it can help us to understand what the seventh thunder was so we understand what it spoke about revelation chapter five for verse one i will take it very fast i just want you to look at your bible so you understand He's just going to give us an understanding of what I want to explain to you. Revelation 5 verse 1, he says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, a book of within, within and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. Not the word seven seals. just hold it on you. Verse 2, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming a loud voice, who's worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven, Nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Verse 4, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open, and read the book, neither to look thereon. Verse 5, And one of the elders said unto me, He said, Weep now. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the ruler David, hath prevailed to open the book. To open the book. I want you to mark the tenses here. Right? To open the book. And to lose the seven seals thereof. Now, here he was telling us the things about the book. So, in other words, the book had the fullness of the God kind in it. There's a reason why nobody could take it. Nobody can look to it. And nobody could open it. He had the fullness of the God kind in it. Not even angels can look to it. I was talking to us about angels one time. I told you, not all angels even behold God's face. Not all of them. There were certain angels that could behold God's face. And that was the reason why Lucifer has pride in himself to become Satan now. Because he thought, um, I could dwell in the sanctuary of God. Do you know what it means to dwell in God's sanctuary? Lucifer saw it as the pride stuff. Some people say, oh, he, he got pride because it was beautiful. No. All the angels are beautiful. All the angels are beautiful. So if we went for beauty, then there would be something wrong because, you know, angels are ministering spirit. They're spirit beings. So how could he dwell in his beauty being a spirit? You need to read the word of God to understand. He has pride because he could dwell in the sanctuary of God. Not all angels could have dwelt in the sanctuary of God. He had some that pleased God the most. So he had the ability to dwell in God's sanctuary. While most angels cannot even come close to this sanctuary. Lucifer dwelt there. He had a habitation there. So he got pride. He said to himself, Oh, I will raise my throne to the north side of heaven. Like the throne of God. In other words, seeing the glory of God, he said to himself, Um... Um uh nobody can come or dwell in the center of God like I can. So it means I cannot, you know, count myself like these other angels. I'm greater than them. So in other words, he began to have pride. He began to get pride, and from there he rebelled. Lucifer did not rebel. I, I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Lucifer did not rebel because he was beautiful. If that is the notion you have, then it is it's not that it's not correct, it's wrong. He didn't house Proverbs because he was beautiful. All the angels were beautiful. He housed pride because he had some, most of the angels never had. He had the ability to dwell in the sanctuary of God. The sanctuary of God. Jesus was talking to his, angels about, to his disciples about angels. He said, I tell you, uh, uh, when little, he saw some little children around and the disciples were trying to you know find out from your oh master who would be the greatest in heaven amongst us we want to know who would be the greatest and Jesus took a little kid and he placed in the middle of the disciples and he told him, he said I tell you in heaven the angels of oh, this little kid behold God's face he died in they behold his face this was a certain, you know like this was an achievement that no other, not all angels could have what he was saying, the angels of this little kids behold God's face. The reason is simple. They had the nature that God, that pleased God's heart. So their angels had the ability to behold his face. But that isn't what I'm talking about. I, I divorced into this because I was talking about Lucifer, right? So I tell you that not all angels could behold God's face. So There's a reason why, you know, the mighty angel, the, 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 the elder Tom, that John said rather that in heaven none was worthy, because in heaven we only had the angels and also the elders, but none of them had the fullness of the God spirit, the fullness of the God kind in them. Nobody had it. This brings us to eternal life, this brings us to what I spoke about eternal life. You understand, none was worthy in heaven, none had this nature, this nature. It's a nature. None of the angels possessed it. Oh God, none of the angels possessed this nature. That's the reason why John said none was worthy in heaven. So, in other words, none of the angels were found worthy. And on earth, none of the angels were found worthy. And even under the earth, even those that are died. None of them were found worthy. Calculating from Elijah, Elisha, name them all, Enoch. None of them were worthy. None of them had the fullness of the God Spirit. Now, let me show you something. We're talking about, he says, he had seven seals. I told you, Mac the word, that's seven Seal. Mac it. Let me show you something about this. Now, 5 verse from verse 5 he says I'm going to continue from verse 5 he says and one of the elders said unto me weep not. behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David he had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof oh the lion of the tribe of Judah now you know John wants to tell us what he saw now listen to this verse 6 and I beheld and lo In the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. Having seven horns, the seals were seven seals, which is the fullness of the God kind. And the lamb had seven horns, which is the fullness of the God spirit. So he had the ability to open the seal because he had the fullness of the God. God. This fullness, none was found. Now, Magnus, I want you to notice something. The book of Revelation tells us about the time of the future, all right? Not this time. The time of the future. When you read the Bible, you need to understand what the Bible is talking about. It was telling us about the future. What is going to happen? All right? So John said none was found worthy i tell people you don't you you actually don't have ever and you actually don't have eternal life here, because eternal life is the god kind life this life is see i don't know how to explain it to you you can't you know you, you don't mistake it with death you don't different oh you don't draw comparison with it. it has absolutely nothing to do with death when you talk about everlasting life, yeah, you can talk about death there. But when you talk of eternal life, he has absolutely no connection with that whatsoever. We're talking about holiness in the most supreme form, the life source for all eternity. Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, I will raise him up. Raising him up to where? To the God-kind life. The life that is it. No, It doesn't run out. Why would he raise you to that kind of life? Because he had the fullness of the God Spirit in him. You see, I'm pressing forward. I'm taking it. I'm talking as slowly as I can so you can understand me. I decided to do this today so I would take time to explain it because this is important. Now, I wanted to talk about the seven, you know, the seven thunder that spoke, all right? All right, okay, let's go, let's continue. I said I'll read through it. Let's continue. Verse 6, let me start, let me read verse 6 again, please. And I heard, and I beheld rather, and lo, in the midst of the throne and the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, to the Lamb, as it had been slain, having seven arms and seven eyes. Oh, Jesus, you were Lord over all. He had seven, not just the seven arms, he had seven eyes. The fullness of the God. You understand why Peter was talking to people? He said, God, not, God never gave Jesus Christ of Nazareth his spirit in measures. He was immeasurable. He had it in
1: full.
0: He wasn't telling us about, you know, um, the past event. He was telling us about the personality of Christ. He had it in full. So when you get soaked with him, you receive this nature in full. I told us that I wasn't going to take us back to faith and repentance and sin, you know, forgiveness, you know, and so on. Those are the basis. Let us come to the mysteries of the gospel this time around. I think this is the first time I'm beginning to talk about the mysteries. Maybe I might go back to you know measure on scene and repentance and all of that the reason is that's what I was called to the message you know that is my message but I measured in this so we can get an understanding of the word an understanding of the word let me tell you a little bit of a uh a, a story about myself let me just let me just do this once right I'm really sorry for this but let me do this once Um, When I was much younger, I think I was just being, you know, I was just being ordained an evangelist newly. It was very, like, very early. I was just being ordained an evangelist very early. So I was, I was given to, you know, to teach Sunday school in church. So I woke up in the morning very early. I'm a kind of person who, no matter the time I sleep, I don't think I'll be on the bed till eight o'clock. I'll wake up and if I sleep very, you know, early, like eight or nine, I can wake up three or four. And once I wake up, I find I can't sleep anymore. So I woke up quite early. Even though I slept later the other night, I was taking my bath to rush to church so I can meet up to pray with the ministers before we begin the service of the Sunday school. My neighbor was playing a song. My neighbor was playing a song. I'm talking about my family house. The neighbor, the next neighbor, the neighbor was compound was the other side. He was playing a song. It was a Sunday morning and the song was very loud. But I wasn't, it wasn't just like me. I, I never let music pass me by. I tend to get the lyrics. I tend to feel the vibe of the song. But this time, I was so uninterested in the song because I was late. So I was struggling and trying to, I take in my bath And I was trying to put on my singlet and, you know, pants and all of those stuff. And suddenly it was as though something drew my consciousness. I lost consciousness of what I was doing. And immediately there was something, that, the song, you know, the song, the, the leader. I know the song was uh, a chorus and he, he had a, a song master and he had a chorus group. It was like a quiet song. So the, the, the chorus the, uh, the choir master or the leader of the song said something. It was as though the Spirit of God drew my attention to what he said. And the words he spoke were these: He says, I had rather died than not preach this gospel. I was torn. I just became an evangelist newly. I began thinking about the sins. Why would he draw his life existence to the ministering of the gospel? I went to church, I ministered in the Sunday school, I taught and the service went on, I came back, the message was still bugging me. I took the Bible and I began to read it. And I found Paul, see, something like similar. He said, oh, walk unto me if I do not preach this gospel, this gospel, I said, wow. So I began to dig deep into the Word to find the essentiality, the ness of the truth of a Word. The more I went deep inside, I found out that your living a life is too shallow compared to the Word. So what they said is just like, it doesn't even matter. Life does not even matter when it comes to the Word. That is how important the Word is because the Word gives us a new life. So there's a reason he said that he'd rather die than not embrace this new life. The fullness of the God Spirit. This come with eternalness. Never-endingness. Okay. And that is it. Let us continue. verse, um, Verse 6. I'll go very fast now. I think I've taken so much of our time. I didn't ever expect to take this podcast this long. And I beheld him alone in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts in the midst of the elders to the lamb as it had been slain, having seven arms and seven eyes, which were the seven spirit of God sent forth into all the earth. Verse 7. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Oh, Jesus. The book was in his right hand. It was in his right hand. But the Lamb came forth, because he had the fullness of the God's spirit in him. He took the book. Verse 8, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one their herbs and golden fields and full of all which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, and the song of yeah and the song of no song saying thou art worthy to take the book and open the seal thereof for thou was slain and has redeemed us to god by the blood out of every kindred and tongue, and people and nation he had made us unto a god kings in peace and as we should reign on the earth and i beheld And I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times, ten thousand and a thousand of thousand. Saying with a loud voice, What is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing? Verse 13. And every creature which was in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and such are in the sea, and all therein heard, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that seated on the throne, and unto the Lamb, forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the 420 elders, the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that live it forever and ever. The the, the word that was translated forever and ever means Eternity. He wasn't talking about, you know, time this time. It wasn't talking about time here. He was talking about eternity. Now I measured and explaining about eternity and everlasting. And I told you it's the same word. The same, Greek word is the same, but the context, the usage of the context is where the difference are. So they're oftentimes used, they're intertwined together sometimes. Okay, now let's come back to the book of Revelation. I want you to understand that the Lamb had the fullness of the God spirit in him, alright? So now this makes us to understand a little bit of this. So I'll try to read this and I'll add it to the explanation about done Revelation 5 so we can get this he now said oh from verse Revelation 10 rather from verse 1 and I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was there was sun and his feet as a pillow of fire and he had his hand a little book open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared and when he had cried seven thunder uttered their voices. These seven thunder spoke with the fullness of the God Spirit. They were the fullness of the God Spirit. So let me give us now what did they say and to whom were they talking about? To whom were they speaking to? I'll tell you this. That we can find in that we can find in Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9. From verse 19. No, let's read from verse 20. He says, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues repented not. Repented not. So when he had said. No wonder, the mighty angel in Revelation cannot set his foot on the land and on the sea. And he cried with a loud voice. The seven thunders spoke because the men that survived the plague never saw it on reason to repent. So what did the seven thunders speak? He spoke in annoyance. The seven thunders spoke in annoyance. What he said was out of annoyance. So if it were written, they would have, we'd have seen the, the sight of God that we'd never expected. This was the fullness of the God kind. But why would this fullness of the God kind speak when the angel came? Because he had the word. In Revelation chapter 5 made us to understand this already. That the word, this word had the fullness of the God's spirit in mean, them. In that means Christ. Remember John 1 in the Gospel of John in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So the fullness of a God spirit is going to be like an accompanying power of the Word. Alright. So there's a reason why the the, the, the Seventh Thunder spoke. He was angry. These people still don't want to repent. They have chances. You need to look God in His eyes. They have the opportunity to still repent. They have the opportunity to still change. But they never wanted change. They, to change. To them, they were okay with the lifestyle. They were leaving. Seeing the plagues. Seeing everything that was happening. What did he say? The, 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 the C part of uh, Revelation 20, Revelation 10, 9, 20. yeah, Revelation nine twenty. the C part says, he says, uh, oh, let me read from the, let me just read again, Diah 20, He says, the rest of men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, so they continued worshiping devils, and idols of gold, and silver, and bronze, and brass, and stone, and wood, which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk, and neither repented them of their murders, or sorceries, nor their fornications, nor their thefts. So in other words, they continued, and they were still living, fly, cool, you know, embezzlement, and all, and they were feeling, oh yeah, bro, we got this. Even after the plague, they had the ability to survive, but they never repented. So the fullness of the gospel was angry, even at the word. So he spoke in anointing. He spoke in annoyance. The fullness of the gospel spoke spoken in annoyance. I told us that I would give us a direct glimpse of what he meant, what he said. Now let's continue a little bit so we can find out what he said. He says, And when the seven thundered uttered their voices, I was about to write. Right? And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thundered uttered and write them now. Okay, he had sealed it after the seven had spoken. And the mighty angel which stood upon which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hands to heaven. and swear that they should be dying no longer. And swear by him they living forever and ever. They live forever and ever, right? Who created heaven and the things and the things that therein are, all, and the earth and the things that therein are all, and the sea and the things that derived. And there should be time no longer. There should be time no longer. So let me explain what just happened here right now. I told us. I said the seventh spirit was angry with these people. You see, God was still giving them a persistence, like He still had. Oh, like He wanted them to, you know, He wanted to extend the time so these people can repent. They can change, but they never change, so they continue them in like so. So the, the seven full, you know, the fullness of the God spirit was now angry with the people. So he spoke in indignation, out of anger and annoyance. And when he had spoken, then the mighty angel said, "They should be time no longer. Why? I told this before. The Bible made us to understand that in the beginning was the word, John 1, the gospel of John 1, In the beginning was the word, you know, and the word was with God and the word was God. And God made us to understand that all things were made through Him. And without Him was none made that was made. So He made everything. And He had the ability to end everything. So when the seventh thunder, the fullness of the God Spirit spoke out of indignation, the angel that had the word in His hand had the ability to say, okay, let there be no more persistence with these people, let everything come to an end. So I can tell you of a fact. I can give you a little bit of a, an understanding of where the seven thunders said. I'm done with these people. These people can never change. There is no need for me to continue with them. Oh, maybe the seven thunder said, woe unto to these people that they should not be saved. Because the seven, the fullness of God's spirit, was angry. He spoke out of indignation. And when he had spoken, John said, okay, let me write it down. You know, and he heard a voice. He said, come, don't write that part down. Don't write it down. Leave that part out of it. And when the part was left, John now said, oh, the angel, the mighty angel that stood upon the land and the sea now spoke. He said he swore because even the angel was annoyed. He had the word in his hand and the word gave him the likeness and we John described for us in Revelation 10 chapter 1. His face was like the sun. Wow! He had the word in his head. His feet were like pillars of fire. Wow! He had the word. The word had the fullness of the God's spirit. So when he came, you know, he roared out of annoyance of what the people were doing. Immediately, the seven thunders spoke, saying, these people, can never change. What want to these people? And immediately, the, you know, the, the, the angel that stood upon the sea and the land now said, Oh, and he lifted his hands towards heaven and spoke and swore by him that had made all things in heaven and on earth and under the earth and made everything and every in the world as a whole. That there should be time no longer. So what did he do? Let it all end now. These people can never change. So in other words, the fullness of the God Spirit so that they will never change even if, you know, they had an extension of time. They were still going to continue in this suit. They're still going to continue suit. So he said, let these people never be given an opportunity again. Out of indignation. Now, this brings me back to the other... Till I explain? I want you to understand the personality of God. I'm done, and I'm definitely sure you're going to understand this explanation if you follow through. From, you know, when I started your listening to it, if you understand, you can send me a message, and I will explain it to you again. But I don't think I'll do a podcast on this again. I just I will send you a note, or I'll write something down for you, or I'll just write a book, and then I'll I'll just circulate it so you can share it and me. All right. Um. Now. Oh, I, I was Bible saying something. I said, "Okay." I said, "Now this brings us back to the personality of God. You see, God is a loving God. He doesn't want us to seem to be somebody who's hard, somebody who's wicked. If He did, He would have allowed John to have written what the seven angels said in plain words, because the angels spoke out of indignation." Now, let me bring you to back. Something similar of this nature happened. Something similar happened. I've forgotten the writer, but the exact terms he used was, he said, when he had brought them out from the land of Egypt, he brought them out of the land of Egypt by their hands, which means he led them out. He swore in his wrath that these people would not enter into his rest. Why? Wow. Because they were rebellious, their rebellion made him to swear in his wrath, in his annoyance, in his anger. So the seven, the fullness of the God Spirit was annoyed, because he and the these people still continued sult. He was annoyed. So when he had sworn, when he had spoken, rather, the angel who had his feet on the sea and the land, now swore. See, when there is actually a swearing in the God kind of realm, it means it is finished, like it is settled. Nothing can be continuous anymore. And the writer which I was was speaking about says, and he swore in his word that they would not enter into, that would be Paul. That would be Paul. And he swore in his word that they would not enter into his rest. Which people was he talking about? The writer still, you know, he's still majoring on it. He says, it was them that did not believe. It was them that did not believe. So they died in the wilderness. There was an extension of 40 years. 40 years. So they, when, when, when when the revelation did. When the seven thunder uttered his voice, the mighty angel was annoyed. he was annoyed. when he heard what the, the seven thunder spoke he was he was annoyed. these people and he swore by him that made the heavens and the earth they live it forever and ever that there should be time no longer no let there be no extension to these people. So in other words, they were to be cleaned out. They were to be cleaned out. Right. Okay. Um. on Verse. Uh, after John had spoken there, he he now measured from verse uh, John. John chapter eleven. He now measured away from this particular vision, and he measured on some other vision. Do not be mistaken, when he went down to verse 11, he spoke of something else. So the, this particular chapter 11 started with, And there was giving me a reed like unto a rod. So this was another vision. The vision of the, uh, you know, John 9, 10 were different visions. And this was another vision. All right. So that is it. That is it. He gave them an extension, I was waiting for them to change. A seven thunders the seven thunder altered with a, you know, the thunders where the, they had the fullness, the holiness, the supremacy, the fullness of the God's spirit. Peter was talking to people in the book of Acts of the apostles, they said, for God never gave his spirit to Christ in measures. He wasn't talking about, you know, the Jesus Christ that of uh, of uh, when he he met him, you know, that. No, he was talking about the personality of Christ. God never gave him his spirit in measure. He had the fullness of the God Spirit. It's the reason why he could go forth to the hand and uh, to the throne and take the scroll out of the hands of him that, you know, sat upon the throne. Meant this. Now, I, oh, oh, I, I almost forgot. I told us to Max something. The scroll was not on his left hand. The scroll was on his right hand. The scroll was on his right hand. You remember the prophet Say is highly exalted. His word, even above his name. So he was on his right hand. The efficacy of that which was to be. And so one needed the fullness of the God Spirit to proceed forward. There's a reason why he had the scroll on his right hand. The fullness of it. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, God bless you all. And thank you very much for bringing this topic out. Yesterday I was just trying to Measuring it. I saw the message, but I didn't really want to explain it that yesterday. But I just felt like talking to, I, you know, talking about it. You know, I just felt like talking the word, so I was just talking the word and I remembered something of this nature. I read something of this nature. Somebody asked me to measure in it. I started to explain it. And then yesterday when I explained it, I saw I needed to uh, complete it. I wouldn't have done all of this last night. So there's a reason why I stand it down this morning. So I wanna say a very big thank you, all of you releasing and all of you who eagerly waiting to hear the message. And I know it's very important for the strengthening of your your you know, your spirit. You know, you know the truth of the word and you come to the fullness of the understanding of who God is. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. You can share this podcast with friends and family. Now, I want you to understand that we have gone beyond, you know, the, the, the basis of sin and repentance and forgiveness and all that. These are the mysteries, the strong meat of the word. Even you have the Spirit of God to understand this. There's a reason why I always urge you to continue in the word, Spread the word. Continue in it. Study the word. Get active with the word. You see the strength of God in your life. God bless you all, and I love you, full time. Thank you once again.